Let's bow our head. Our Heavenly Father, we ask now that the Holy Spirit will come into our hearts and our minds. And as I give your sermon, Lord, may it impress us to draw ever closer to you and bring others to you also. For we ask it in your name. Amen. Okay, God, who is he? It's there is John there for it. And now if you were at the board meeting, you know exactly what I'm going to read. But I bet you you forgot it. But it says the hour cometh and now is. When is he talking? Right now. When the true worshipers shall worship Father, or otherwise God, in spirit and in truth. <clears throat> Excuse me. For the Father, God, seeketh such to worship him. And then in 24, 424, it says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I looked around, and I thought, well, the dictionary should have something in it about spirit. And what would it be? It's surprising how they follow along with biblical terms. It says it's the immaterial part of man, soul. He is present in spirit, is what it's saying, though absent in body. Man's moral, religious, or emotional nature. A supernatural being. A vital principle. And then it says the spirit, God, the Holy Ghost. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about the spirit. Is there, is there a God... Beside me, he says in Isaiah 44, 8, and 45, 22, and 46, 9, he says, I am God and none else. In Hosea 11, 9, he said, I am God and not man. How many religions today worship their leaders as a God? But he's saying, I am God and not man. Makes it pretty simple, doesn't it? And Mark 12, 32 says, one God and none other. So, as I went through my book here, I saw some things that we should probably think about when we think about God. It says in Psalms 100, and it's short, I'm going to be reading today because I encourage my kids in school to read all summer. And you can tell the ones that have. Because the ones that haven't, you almost have to start over with and, and go over the process of learning how to read again. But the ones that have, ha- have a better precept of what they're going to get into. It says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. And it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Then what are we talking about truth? What does he mean by truth? This sometimes gets to be a two-way situation here, you know, in a sermon. What is truth? It's his word. The Bible said it's his word. His word is truth. And how about thanksgiving? 
Psalms 95, 1-7, it says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord, and let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and in his hands are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also, and the sea is his, and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Give you another different perception of who God is and where we stand with him. The Christian life, excuse me, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You've heard these before, haven't you? And blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall seek God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding and glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith it shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of man. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. And if you knew how their houses were built in those days, most of them didn't have windows. So that light on the little shelf lit the whole area. So it says, and it gave light unto that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. <clears throat> and he says the call to the youth. This is for you young people out there so that you don't think I'm going to leave you out in this sermon. It says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain, in the days when the keepers of the house shall tremble and the strong men shall bow themselves and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the windows shall be darkened. And the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinder is low and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. And when they shall be afraid of that which is high and fear shall be in a way and the almond tree shall flourish and the grasshopper shall be a burden and desire shall fail. Because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the street. Or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Prepare to meet thy God. So, do we have a change in our duty to God? Has it changed from old times? We're supposed to worship him just as we are here today. And what does God mean to you? Have you really thought about that lately? 
As you did your lesson study this week, did you think about God? Or did you think about, boy, I got to get done today so I can go do something else? Or you sit down in the evening and you did it and you forgot to look up all the other things that we're supposed to do. And then Friday evening, because there isn't anything else you can do, you used to look up all the texts that you missed during the week. And then you come to Sabbath school and you say, now I know the answers. But, you know, as we walk with him throughout the week, we got to remember he's our best friend. He's the best friend that you could ever have. He knows your every thought and your every motive and your every movement that you're going to make all day. In fact, out throughout your life. He gives you choices. He gave us that privilege. Who do you choose today? Do you choose God or do you choose man? What is God like? Have you ever thought about who, who God really is and what he's like? It's inspiring to sometimes to think about what he's like. In 1 Corinthians 1, 9, 10, and 13, God is faithful. What he says he will do and we can fully trust in him. Do you believe that? I hope so. 1 John 1, 5, God is light or truth. He gives us this by the Holy Spirit. The understanding of the scriptures, even the simple, will be able to understand the Bible because the Holy Spirit will enlighten their mind to do so. Romans 3, 4, God be true, it says, and he always is, isn't he? Galatians 3, 20, but God is one. And on his right hand sits who? You don't know? Jesus, well, certainly, when he ascended from here, he went to the right hand of God, didn't he? And he says, and all judgment is given unto him. First John four sixteen. it says, God is love. Not the type of love that we sometimes attune to between family and friends and church members, but agape love. This is the highest form of love there is, God's love, agape love. Can you imagine to have that, how we would feel? about each and every one of us and how we would feel toward God. Agape love isn't something that we just say, oh, that's God's love and we can't attain it. We can if we want to. In John 4.12, it says, no man has seen God. Only one man on earth seen God and that was only parts of him. Who was that? Moses, and how much did he see? Backside. Why? Face to face, can't face God. Why is that? Because we're sinners. <clears throat> it says in Revelation 21, 4, God shall wipe away all tears. Isn't that going to be a blessed day? That no matter what we can think of in that thousand years, we, he's going to wipe all our tears away from us so that we don't suffer anymore. In 1 Corinthians 14, 25, it says God, that God be in you. And God came to this earth in the flesh through his son, Jesus Christ. And John tells us, Jesus told the disciples, if you have seen me, you have seen who? The Father. Why? Because God and Jesus are as one. 
And then he said to the Pharisees and the chief priest, He that seeth me, as seeth him that sent me. Where did Jesus get what he was to say? Let's turn in our Bibles to <coughs> John twelve, forty nine and fifty. You know, when you read read the Old Testament and the New Testament, you say, where did they get these words? He says, for I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. And whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So Jesus spoke what the Father gave him to say. <clears throat> and can you see why when the others were trying to upset him or or foul him up that he had knowledge so far above them it wasn't funny that's why he always came back with something that put put them in their place really made them think about what they were saying and he had this cute little group that kept following him around trying to trip him up and every time they did, they come back looking worse than they did before. So, you know, you've got to remember, God knows everything we're doing. Even today, people are aware of changes and happenings, but uncertain of what it is that's coming. Even preachers are declaring end times. On the radio stations now, the preachers are saying, we are in the end of time. Everything is pointing toward it. And how long have we been preaching this message? For the last how many years? Many. And we, we need to present God's message to our people and the world around us. Now before time closes. It says, be ready for we know not the hour of his coming. I looked up how many times spirit is used in the Bible. It's about 420. Take one or two. You think it's important that we know something about the spirit? I hope today, by reading this, that you got an idea of what the spirit of God is and how he uses it to come to us so that we can understand him much better. Because what did he say to the disciples before he ascended? I'm sending you what? The Holy Spirit. So that he can give you the understanding of the scriptures. And today, is there anybody that doesn't understand the scriptures that want to? How long ago was it that revelation was basically set aside? It was supposed to be not even mentioned because we didn't understand it not so much in our churches but other churches and this week as i went to the eye doctor it says always be ready to give a testimony or short bible study well this lady had left her book laying on the desk where i was seated she was in seeing the doctor and it was called revelation and i thought oh interesting gotta gotta look at this so i opened it up 
And I'm, I'm reading about uh, Constantine's time and what all happened, history-type background. Later, if I ever have another sermon, I'll tell you all about that because it's very interesting. And as she came out, she said, oh, she, she said, you got my book. And I said, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. We had about a 10-minute Bible study right there before I went in. And if they hadn't called me in right away, it would probably have been 15 minutes or more. But she was interested. And she was interested in the Sabbath, what the Bible says. And I said, did you notice they always say Jewish Sabbath? She said, yeah. I said, when was the Sabbath made? In creation week. God set aside a day for worshiping him. And I said, was there a Jew then? She said, no way. <laughs> and all of a sudden it was like, can't be a Jewish Sabbath because it was created way back there. God gives you the right words to say to the right people at the right time, and you have to be prepared to do it. I didn't know what she was looking for, but God did. And I hope that she gets a lot out of this book. She told me the author is actually, some people don't like to read her book because of the fact that it sort of gives them a funny feeling, you know, like I ain't doing right. I said, it's going to be, I'm, I've got it set aside as soon as it comes back to the library. I want to read it and see what it does say. There is, there is so many books out there on the book of Revelation that it isn't funny. But do people really understand what it's saying? We as a church need to get this message out, folks. And this afternoon is that opportunity that passing out these books. There's going to be some people who will throw them away, and there's going to be some that are going to read them. And some are going to wonder and start searching. And they're going to come through our doors to see what our message is. Are we prepared? I hope so. Our Heavenly Father, yes, we want to follow you. And may your Holy Spirit come into our minds and our souls, Lord, that we can do just that. And each day, may we grow stronger and stronger in you. And as we leave today, Lord, and those that are going out to pass out the books, may your blessing be upon these books that will reach those that are waiting. And, Father, we thank you for that privilege to serve you. And be with us now, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.